Crystal. And I'm Sheena. And this is the Lifestyle of the Weird and Interesting Podcast. Conversations that you won't find in life's handbook. Hey everyone, today we are, we're going to talk about part three of human design and we're going to go over some really interesting things. We're going to go over how mine and Sheena's charts are the same and how they're different. And we're going to go over gates and the conscious and subconscious and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because there is a lot of really cool information just knowing which gates your conscious and unconscious is occupying. And it kind of gives you some insight into how those energies play out in your life. So things that are unconscious, that's going to be, in my system, it looks like red gates. Um, You'll just have to look at whatever website you're using to pull your information and see. But it's on the left side of that chart. And those tend to carry a little bit more of like a shadow frequency to the gate if you're unaware of what they are. So this is why I think that it's so, so, so important to know what your own design is, what your own chart looks like, and to become familiar with what those energies are. Because once you're familiar with it, then that shadow side doesn't play out quite so much. The shadow or the unconscious gates are going to be the ones that you are a little bit less familiar with when you first get your chart. So if you get your chart and you start looking through it and reading about the gates and you see that, like, say you have, I don't know, I have gate 50 and it's in my subconscious. And that one kind of shows up as a fear sometimes of like, I'm not doing enough for the people that I love. Mm. That's that shadow frequency, right? Because ultimately that energy is meant to be used to take care of the people that you love. It's not meant to be a fear or an anxiety, right? Right. So that's kind of why I think it's so important to become familiar with those things. So a couple of notes that I have is your unconscious Mars whatever gate that unconscious Mars is, is something that you're meant to do every day. Like that Mm -hmm. should be work that's included every single day for you. Um, Yeah. I have half of 50. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My professional terminology, half of 50. We both have gate 50 and it's subconscious for both of us. (laughs) So it's one thing we have in common. So my subconscious Mars or unconscious Mars is in 11 and 11 is the gate of ideas. So I'm meant to use that energy every day in my work, which is awesome because the job that I have, I do get to do that. So that's going to lead into something that's very fulfilling for me, right? Mm -hmm. So for you, your subconscious Mars is in gate 30. Is it? Hold, please. (laughs) It's showing. Nope, that's mine. I lied. That's mine. (laughs) Your subconscious Mars is gate 50. So. Okay. Gate 50 is values. Yeah. And this one's interesting because it's 
it gives you the ability to kind of it, it can be like a manipulative energy if you're not careful mm -hmm. right so this is the gate of values this is being able to um, influence other people being able to get people on board with the same beliefs or same values that you mm -hmm. have people are naturally just going to kind of gravitate toward that so mm -hmm. This is where like knowing this about yourself is really valuable and important because yeah. now you're aware that you're doing it. It's going to be something that you can pay attention to. The note I have for that. So I spent a weekend like late last year at some point just researching my entire chart and uh -huh. I made notes for every gate that I had. Um, and so the note that I have for values is establish rules and laws in the world, parenting, relationships, safety, material security. So like being aware of this, like you won't be as likely unless you're very self-serving <laughs> to use this to your advantage. It's going mm -hmm. to be something. And then you're aware of like that fear, right? Yeah. That like, oh, like I'm not going to be able to take care of the people that I love. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, or I'm going to always fall short or whatever. And like having that become almost like a dominant force in your life. Nobody wants to live with that, but taking care of people and getting people kind of guided on the same track is something that's supposed to be a part of you every day, mm -hmm. like what you do every day. And that can be in your job or that can be in like a hobby that you have. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Um, I do have a clarifying question because I know last yeah. time or the time before we talked about the difference between having a defined and an undefined like chakra like area. Um, oh, yeah. Center. Yeah. The centers. And so how does that having something kind of like defined or undefined in a gate? What does that mean? So it's really similar to a center. When you have a defined or an undefined center, it just means that it's a fixed way that that energy shows up in your life. So with the gates, if you have if you don't have gate 50 defined, you can receive that information and the way that that energy plays out plays out through the fullest expression of the options of that energy. So in this mm -hmm. case, if you didn't have gate 50 defined, you're not going to experience that anxiety or that fear the same way. Gotcha. Some people will still experience it, especially because transits will activate different areas, right? Like as we have planets moving through each of these gates, it's going mm -hmm. to activate things for you. So mm -hmm. your energy is always changing. And that's another reason that it's really important for you to become familiar with what your energy is mm -hmm. so that you can identify when something is outside of your energy. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, what I mentioned earlier to you before we started recording this episode, right now, it's the end of February, we have an activation taking place between gate 37 and gate 40. And those two gates complete, it's like a community channel. It's about like friendship and making sure the community is taken care of. But through that, we now have an activated emotional center and an activated will center. So you have to be really careful that you're not saying yes to a whole bunch of things right now 
because you have access to that willpower. Whereas if that's not defined in your chart later on, you're going to have a lot of regrets about saying yes to some of these things. And that's where knowing your own chart, knowing your strategy and your authority, that's how you need to make those decisions so that you check in with your actual self, not the transit activated self to make decisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that answer the question? Yes, that answers <laughs> the question. Like, because what I did when I was studying my own chart is I only focused on what I had and not what I didn't have. Yeah. But even yeah. just from recording these episodes, I've learned already so much that it it's all part of the bigger picture. Yes, um, for sure. I mean, and once you get really familiar with your own energy, you kind of get to a point where now you want to understand those around you. And that's mm -hmm. the thing that I think is really fun is that once you become familiar with yourself you're like oh I have such a deep understanding of who I am and who I'm meant to be and all the things that I'm doing in my life so now let's talk a little bit about the unconscious Sun mm -hmm. the unconscious Sun is really interesting because it's the reason that people seek you out so it's it's the thing that like you may not be aware that this is something you have or do and this is the thing that draws other people into you. Mm -hmm. So for you, that would be gate 32. And for you, let me find it. In the splenic center. Yes. Yeah, that's you have a lot have going on been. in your... No, I have a lot going on in my spleen. You don't. <laughs> you have two. I have three. The two <laughs> of us together, we have a lot. <laughs> yeah. I keep looking at the transit chart or at the the companion chart and I'm like damn there's a lot going on down there in the root <laughs> and the spleen oh continuity this is a great gate it's one of my favorites so this is an intuitive because it's in the spleen an intuitive knowing if a dream is meant to be reality mm -hmm. and I love that you have that I think that that's so cool yeah. And how often do I come to you for advice? <laughs> because I'm like, uh, I know one, I know you're not going to judge me because you have a fifth line and I have a fifth line and you're never going to like project your own stuff on me yeah. because we're both aware of that. Mm -hmm. But I also know you have just this knowing that like you're going to give me some good advice and you're going to tell me what needs to be said and I can just take it and I can trust you. Like, yeah. I don't know why that comes across that way, but it does. <laughs> it's very That's interesting. So cool. that, well, yeah. and it's, that actually brings up something that I, I actually, it happened last night. It, it is like a weird knowing of things. Like I'll be having a conversation with someone and they're explaining a situation and it's almost like mm -hmm. I automatically know the whole situation, like why they said what they said or why they did what they did. Like I just have a knowing of the full picture without hearing it yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah I think that that helps that's pretty cool <laughs> for me this is really hard for me it's gate 18 and gate 18 is the gate of judgment it's oh, more yes. of like the gate of correction like correcting things or being able to look at a situation and see where something went wrong or see like how to make things better for the whole. It's never about one perspective. It's never about one thing, but it does come across really critical. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times in my life someone has told me that I'm very judgmental and I'm very critical. And mm -hmm. I don't feel like either of those things are true mm -hmm. because I don't see that 
I don't see things the same way everybody else sees them, right? Right. Because I have this energy in my chart, I look at things and I see where the problem is. And then because I have like the fifth line is the fixer. So then I'm like, oh, well, if I know that there's something wrong, I now have a responsibility to fix it. Yeah. So it's it can be challenging. I heard it once described as everything is shit and this is how we fix it. And I was like, that is the best description ever. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the unconscious earth. Oh, and wait. This is where, oh, wait. I wanted yeah. to say about gate 18. So before we started recording, we were talking about gate 18 because I recently did a family members and I've been recent. I literally yesterday I did a family members <laughs> chart and this family member also has gate 18. So we were talking about like judgment and being critical. And that's how this person is for me and has been my whole life. And it totally makes sense, but it comes from a place of love. It just might come mm -hmm. out way harsher than it might than it intended to be. And for someone in my situation who's really sensitive, being that critical until I realized what was happening, I always thought there was something wrong with me. So on the receiving end, it was so hard to hear. But once I realized yeah. what was happening, it provided a lot of clarity. And it's like, okay, this person, like, I have to read in between the lines a little bit to their quote unquote judgment or criticism. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and if you think about it as a small human, because this is a family member that mm -hmm. would have been around a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, as a small human, we literally are the worst narcissists. Like as children, we believe the whole universe revolves around us. And I think yeah. that that's really important. Mm -hmm. As children, like you should feel like you're the center of the world. But the downfall of that is that we do tend to take everything so deeply personal. And right. Gabor Mate really covers that well mm. when he talks about his trauma work because when we take everything so deeply personal, we do assume it must be me, I must be flawed or there must be something wrong with me. And that's not, that's not necessarily the case, number one. And number two, yeah. That energy isn't meant to be directed at the self, right? Yeah. Like that's meant to be used to correct so that everybody has a better experience. Yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a very like collective or group serving energy. Mm -hmm. It's just because we have so many people who grow up thinking the world revolves around them. When you get to adulthood, you still think that. Yeah. And, and now like we're taking that energy and turning it inward and that's never what it's meant to be. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we're going to move to the unconscious earth. So this is one placement that is a little different than like a traditional birth chart, right? Because we don't have necessarily an earth placement all the time in astrology. I'm sure that you can look it up and you could incorporate it if you want to, but it's not often considered as like a big energetic placement. But in human design, it's a huge deal because your unconscious earth is how you ground your spirit. So for me, that comes through gate 17. And for you, that comes through gate 42. And 42 is finishing things. So that's how you ground your spirit, right? Yep. 
by going through things and finishing up or tidying up or, you know, completing projects and things like that. That's what really like brings you to your home, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mine is the gate of opinions, (laughs) which makes zero sense to me whatsoever. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how this is the hardest part I think about learning how to do this work is that I can read somebody else, no problem, but reading myself is impossible. I get that. (laughs) So if anybody has any idea of what that could mean, please tell me. You can send us an email. We do have an email address. It's weirdlifepod at gmail.com. Send me a message. Weird lifestyle pod. I forget all the time too. I say it wrong. (laughs) Anyway, send us a message and tell me like, How do you think that would be a way to ground your spirit? Because I honestly can't figure it out. Hopefully we have somebody listening who is more well-versed in human design than me, which is (laughs) saying something. But (laughs) I would love to hear how that would be a grounding experience. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe someone could ask me their opinion and I would be like, yes, this is my opinion. And now suddenly I feel (laughs) grounded. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty weird, but. Or maybe it's a way of like helping people, like feeling like you help them by giving them your opinion. I don't know. See, this is why I ask you the questions. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of the unconscious stuff. You can look at traditional astrological planetary archetypes and see what those gates might mean for you. So looking through mercury and venus like mercury is your communication how you connect with other people would be venus so you can look through some of those and see like which gates show up in those planet placements and it'll give you some insight into how other people see you that's more what the subconscious side or the unconscious side would be so now we're going to move over to the conscious side and this is how we experience ourselves So this part gets really interesting. So your conscious Mars is your desires and how you take action or how you alchemize your own experiences. So the conscious Mars is going to be energy that you're pretty familiar with. I'm looking at our combined chart, our Mm -hmm. companion chart to see where yours and mine fall. So mine is in gate 30. And yours is in gate 10. So gate 10 for you mm-hmm. is self-love. And that's how you will communicate your desires. And that's where a lot of action comes from or how you alchemize the experience of your life. It's through self-love, which is really beautiful. That's awesome. I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I do that. <laughs> I need I an know, example. It's kind of hard. It's like... <laughs> Kind of like pulling tarot for yourself because when um, I pull for myself, I'm like, I gotta get the book out. Like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. But when I pull for somebody else, it's like boom, boom, boom. Like, I know exactly yeah. what everything is gonna mean. <laughs> um, so, like, self love, does that mean I prioritize myself if I'm overwhelmed or I just know how to take care of myself instinctually? I know what makes me happy. Is it that kind of a thing? Yeah, I think that it shows up more in your, because you have the second line as well Mm -hmm. as the five. And I think that it kind of comes through that as well, that 
it shows up as you cocooning yourself off from the world and being the hermit, right? Mm -hmm. The hermit archetype is really interesting because it's someone who is always on a quest for knowledge, but that knowledge comes through a lot of different ways. And when you learn something, you tend to have to pull away from the world so that you can make sense of that experience. And then you come back out with the wisdom of that. So it, it will be both sides of that. It'll be, you know, you building a cocoon and being by yourself and really feeling whatever needs to feel. And then also it will be you sharing your experiences with other people. And so that's where I think that it kind of gets interesting because we've talked about in the past in our conversations with each other, you tend to bring up really difficult things that you've been through in your life and you Mm -hmm. bond with people over these experiences but that's literally a piece of who you are like it's here in your chart so that's not surprising at all to me (laughs) that you do that kind of thing you know that makes sense because in 2015 i want to say maybe earlier i started a blog and that was my way of connecting with people and sharing my experiences especially i was going through one of the hardest periods in my life And then I started to do YouTube and I fell in love with journaling and having that creative outlet. And then also I have like Pisces moon and rising. And when I did the research on that, I do, I I guess, trauma bond with people. Like I, Mm -hmm. I can't do small talk. Like I'm like, okay, tell me your life story. And I want to hear everything because that's how I connect with the human experience. Not just, oh, how's the weather? How's your day? Even though I try to fake small talk, I'm really bad at it. And I think <laughs> Me <too. laughs> I think in conversations, I'm awkward because it's like if we're not talking about something that I can be engaged with, I just don't talk at all. And I'm like, that's why new people like scare me like strangers and making new friends like scares me because I need to be with people who are willing to open up about their experiences and we can bond over those things. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense and why that almost would equate to some degree of like social anxiety, because when you Mm -hmm. have to bond deeply with people and you have a hard time with like superficial conversations, Mm -hmm. that becomes really difficult because a lot of people do not want to open up about those things. Right. Yeah. Luckily, you have a generator aura, so it just like draws people in. They don't have a choice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds a lot more sinister than it really is, but <laughs> I love how you I don't know. That, I, how were we? How long were we friends before you knew like my whole life story? It was like five minutes. Yeah, it wasn't long. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty easy to just open up, and that was during the time when like I was still really uncomfortable mm-hmm. about opening up about everything to people. But I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that you, because you have the gate 50 that we were talking about earlier, people have a really um, easy time feeling comfortable with you and just relying on that. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've had multiple people tell me that it's very easy to talk to me because I just listen. I've always been an Mm -hmm. observer and a listener and I might not always say the right things. And I think that comes from my Capricorn energy, but at least I, yeah. I can listen and people know they can talk to me about stuff. And I'm also like yeah. a vault. Like I don't, I don't take what people give me and share it with the world. Like, yeah, what, what stays, what, what comes to me stays with me, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But you oh. also carry the gate of insight. And that's oh. another reason that people will probably come to you 
and ask you questions. I'm looking really quick to see yeah. which planet. I was going to say what happens in Vegas stays I in Vegas and incorporate me in there somehow. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> I can't find it. I'm looking. It's gate 43, but I don't see which planet is activating that for you. We both have it. Uh, the last one. Oh, it's Pluto. Mm -hmm. It's Pluto for Inc you. So creatively. Yeah. Pluto also is like, that's the things that we try to hide. Mm. And it can be like the things that we do to, to break through that or to overturn that kind of idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can, I mean, you guys can do your own look into it and see what you come up with. I'd love to hear like what your thoughts on some of this stuff is. Yeah. So for me, the conscious mm -hmm. Mars comes from gate 30 and that's desire. So this is a really interesting gate. It's the energy to hold on to ideas and let it simmer until the timing is perfect. But it's also a really intense energy and a tenacity. And those two things <laughs> can be really intimidating for other people. Because <laughs> I do tend to do that. And yeah. I mean, the most classic example of that would have been the year where I said yes to everything. Because I said yes to a lot of stuff that was scary. And I remember going through those things. I was like, no, like, I'm not letting this go. I'm doing this. Like the, I have made a decision and I'm sticking on this thing. And it was really intense in the beginning because I it, it meant like one of the things that I said yes to was doing Scottish Highland Games with my husband. And training for that was really intense. I hadn't lifted weights a single time in my life. I had wow. no idea what I was doing. And so I was lucky that I had a really good friend that was willing to go to the gym with me, train me, help me, you know, build up to that. And it did take time before I was able to complete that and actually participate. But I did that for like a year. Mm -hmm. It was like a year and four months, I think, before I finally was able to compete. And I was like, man, like without that, without that tenacity and that like, really intense energy that was like, no, I'm doing this thing. Like I've made a decision. Right. I'm sticking to it. So I may have an open will center, but I have the gate of desire. <laughs> yeah. And that's what pushed me through. I mean, there's been yeah. a lot of other things in my life that I was like, no, like I know that this is my thing. I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. And I've just pushed through it or I've like found a way for that to be my reality. And that's, yeah. that's kind of been a reoccurring thing all throughout my life and I never mm. noticed it until I started looking at my chart and then I was like oh my gosh like that explains so many things right yeah <laughs> well you have the desire to do so many things at once and it's something that I really admire about you because I, I mean I don't know how you do it I don't know how <laughs> you're like so smart and you're not willing to like just jump in and learn new things and when you're passionate about something you're like this is it like I'm doing it this but is my times it by 10 because yeah. it's multiple things <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, it is a very intense energy for sure. I mean, and even looking at some of the explanation of this, it's something that like it can drive other people crazy. Mm. Like they just don't get it, you know? Yeah. And for me, I'm like, no, like I know what the thing is. So in, in the I Ching, it's called the clinging fire. Mm. And it's like 
you know, if you think of the fire that if you try to shake it off of your hand, it just moves up your arm, right? right. Like, I know I can't shake this thing that I really want to do. So I might as well just embrace it and run with it and like really tap in and work hard on it. And that's what I tend to do. So yeah. thank you. I appreciate your kind words. <laughs> I love it. I wish I had that energy. Instead, I'm over here like one thing at a time, but learn that thing 50 different ways and take a bunch of notes of the thing of the same things I already learned. And yeah, it takes forever for me to like. See, for me, because I'm a manifesting generator, I envy that so much. Like really? I would love, oh my God. Yes. I would love so, so much to have like one thing. And I'm like, I'm going to focus on this one thing and not have like squirrel moments where <laughs> I'm like hardcore focusing on this thing. And then I'm like, oh my God, I forgot to defrost meat for dinner and I have to go put it in the microwave and like push pause on everything. And then I get, yeah. it's so ADHD. It's terrible. Like Aww. I'll get in there and start working on that. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot to start the dishwasher. So I start the dishwasher. And then when that happens, I'm like, oh yeah, I've got to do laundry. And then like the thing is still sitting here on pause and I come back to it four days later and I'm like, I don't even remember what I was doing. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that. No, I get it. I get that perspective. I think for me, it's more frustrating because I don't, and this could be a trauma thing. I mean, it's something I'm working on in therapy, but my memory is just not great. So it takes forever for me to remember stuff. And then I also have a lot of self-doubt. So it's like, I'll say a fact and I'm like, but maybe I'm wrong. So let me just Google that real quick. And I, I could be mm -hmm. full of shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's the Capricorn for sure. Because I also do that. Like, even now I'm going through these things and I'm like, did I just explain that right? Did I? Oh, you're doing great. I might, I might be really wrong. Like there's a good chance that I'm not remembering something correctly. And so of course I'm like scrolling through the entirety of like your chart and my chart so that I can explain it correctly. Triple fact check. No, I got yeah. that. Well, um, it's true though. I mean, trauma absolutely changes the chemistry mm -hmm. of the brain. They've done a lot of researches into this kind of thing and we didn't we now have like the scientific knowledge and and burden of evidence to prove those things so mm -hmm. it's okay we'll get through yeah. it yeah okay so now we're going to move to your conscious son your conscious son is your unique contribution so it's your gift that you bring to the world mm. and this is really cool so for you Yours is 54. Oh, yes. 54 that connects to 32, which we already talked about. So this yeah. is that transformation or having it be connected is transformation. I don't remember. So having it be connected is transformation. That's the that is the completed channel energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 54 by itself is the gate of drive. Mm -hmm. And yours specifically is magnanimity which is a really hard word to say. I was going to say. <laughs> so magnanimity is, it's like a willingness to be able to help someone just because you can. It has nothing to do with like what you get in return. It has nothing to do with some point in the future needing help from this person. You're literally just giving from yourself to someone else. It's almost like you do it out of love because of love. And mm -hmm. that's it. 
that's the end of it. There isn't anything else to it. There's no like hidden agenda. There's nothing like that. It's just this pure service to other humans that comes from a place of love, mm-hmm. which is so cool. That's cool. I can, I'm just I can like hype that. you up about your energy because you're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a cool one. I I can see that. I I think if people do something for me, I want to do an even bigger thing for them. Just not because they did something for me, but for the mere fact of like appreciating them. Like I do that at work. Yeah. Like we have a system where we can appreciate people, and I'm always appreciating people all the time because I want them to yeah. know like I love your work. I love what you do. I love the help that you bring to me, and I love working with you. And I do that all the time. So. Yeah, I, I it almost makes it like reciprocal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's just like this inherent generosity, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think people see that in you. I think once they get to know you, they really do see that. And it's not, yeah. like I said, it doesn't have like a hidden agenda. It's not something that you're doing because you're like, well, I'll do something for you and then you can owe me a favor later. You just do it because you're generous. Yeah, I think that also ties in with my love language, too, because mine is definitely acts of service. Like with my partner, I do things to make his life easier because I love him and I want him to relax after work. So I make sure I do most of the cleaning for him so he doesn't have to worry about it. Um, And that's just how I show my love. So that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. So on my chart, this shows up in gate 10 and this is self-love. The thing that's Mm -hmm. really interesting about this is it's the empowerment. So for me, my gift, I guess, is being able to, like I just said, like make you really excited about your own energy because I think you're amazing. And I do that with people all the time. And in my hobbies that I have, like my million of hobbies, but (laughs) most of them are centered around in some way, working with another person to help them really see themselves in the most beautiful way. Yeah. You definitely do that. Every time I talk to you and you're like, I know this person and they're just absolutely amazing. They're such a beautiful person, beautiful soul. They do amazing work. Like you're always lifting people up, which is. I try. Even even if you're like complaining about someone, you still find a way to be like, they do this thing though. That's really great. Even though I'm annoyed with them right now. (laughs) Well, then it's only for a moment, right? Like I'm only annoyed for a moment. And then I always toward the end of that being irritated point. I'm like, you know what, though, they really are just so incredible. And I do genuinely love them. So I'm just going to let go. (laughs) I'm feeling irritated with this person, because I can also appreciate the thing that's annoying me, right? There's, there's, there's some people that I have had to work with in the past that are very process oriented people. And I do appreciate that because then because I am a manifesting generator, I tend to skip things that Mm -hmm. feel irrelevant. And those people hold me to getting those things done. So I appreciate that because it keeps me in the flow of what I'm supposed to be doing so that I don't have to go back and fix it later. And I really hate going back and fixing things later. So I do appreciate that even if it is annoying to me sometimes. Right? Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So yeah. conscious earth is the next one. And this is how you build or create structure 
in your world or like your foundations mm -hmm. for the things that you do. So for you, this shows up in gate 53. And we were just talking about 53. 53 is starting things. So for you to like build structure or create foundations for you in your world energetically, you will start projects. Mm -hmm. And then it's interesting that your subconscious earth is 42, which is the other half of that channel, and that's completing things. So your earth placement and your, yeah, your earth placement on the conscious and subconscious side is like the completed channel of just doing tasks. <laughs> Love that for me. <laughs> I do too. I think that's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm very, very, very task oriented and I make a list and I prioritize and mm -hmm. yeah, but I also allow flexibility in that. So in my journal, like my bullet journal, if I plan something for Monday, let's just say like laundry, take out the trash, vacuum. If I don't vacuum that day, I will move it to the next day or the next day, but I'll keep it in the same spot. Yeah. Like I allow flexibility in my plans, but I still get it done like regardless. So yeah, I love, but love I think task. that also, I think it also comes through in your love language, like mm -hmm. doing things for other people, and that's the magnet magnanimity again, right? Like <laughs> yeah, doing things from your heart because you love people, acts of service, and then it's doing tasks, starting and completing right. them. Like it all ties into all of these things. Yeah, yeah. What's yours? So on, on my side, my. Oh, God, this one is so confusing to me again. My conscious earth is 15 and 15 is the gate of extremes. Oh, so I have like <laughs> I have this crazy like gate of desire, which is tenacity and like being really fiercely attached to what I want in life. And then I have this gate of extremes. <laughs> it makes me such an intense human. <laughs> <laughs> um, so awesome. I don't really know how that would be creating structures because extremes mm -hmm. to me, like in my mind and structure are such opposites, you know, because mm -hmm. structure creates a cadence that you follow in your life and structure right. creates rhythm, which is the other half of that channel that I have is rhythm. And so it feels like such a contrast to those mm -hmm. things like I have extremes and so like what does that even mean you know in looking at it let me just get there I have a lot in the first 20 gates I have a lot of placements so it's like this multifaceted energy and it's a big aura that's another thing that's mentioned yeah. about the 15 so I'm like but how does that create structure for my life <laughs> I can I can understand it in a chaotic sense but you that's your nature so you're used to that chaotic and extreme and yeah I don't want to say environment that's not the right word but like you know that energy and yeah. maybe that in itself is the structure for you maybe in that, space. that would make sense well and also like being a manifesting generator I already have like some pretty intense stuff about myself but then I have I have desire and then I also have extremes so I'm just like 
you have extreme desire i'm chaotic good i promise (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah well you you're very creative and you have just so many things you want to do and it's almost like you're running out of time even though you're not but it's like i'm running out of time i have to do all these things right now and that's pretty extreme i would say yeah for sure and i definitely like that resonates 100% because I yeah. always feel that way. I have no concept of time either. Like <laughs> when we when we start these episodes, sometimes I'm like, holy crap, like we went for two hours. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, that's going to be the longest episode ever. And then I feel bad for people listening. But I just don't like I it doesn't make sense to me. Like the human construct of time is so difficult to figure out how to fit everything into it, right? Like right. it's you're given this box that you're supposed to put all your things in and like that box ain't going to be big enough. <laughs> anyway. Oh, but that yeah. it it makes sense to me. I think you're you're trying to do all these hobbies and these things and gain all this knowledge to build that foundation and that structure and it just comes out with extreme desire. I get it. It makes sense to me. I'm glad it makes sense to somebody. <laughs> Because it doesn't make sense to me at all. And I don't see myself as those things sometimes. Like, for sure, Mm -hmm. I know that I have, I know 30 is a part of me. Like, I experience Mm -hmm. that regularly. But 15 is one that has always been a challenge because I have the other half. So it's, it's different, you know, like, it's the channel of rhythm. And I definitely have rhythm, but I'm also a quad left. So all of my variables point to the left, which is that sort of quote unquote masculine energy in Mm -hmm. like structure and rhythm and doing things with a cadence and making sure Mm -hmm. that I'm checking boxes and like building foundations and all of those things. And that also comes from like first line profile, you know, so all of that stuff feels very true to me but then I have like the gate of extremes and like what does that even mean so if anybody has any ideas please let us know because I would love to hear some more perspective on that <laughs> I get that your energy and your aura doesn't come off chaotic I That's hope not <laughs> no you come off like super chill but you're very knowledgeable and maybe that's mm. where it can feel like a lot because you know a lot about a lot of things but like just meeting you on the street like you're very chill and very calm so maybe that's where the rhythm comes into play maybe yeah i guess that would make sense and i do tend to do the same preset of things every day it does vary like i said Mm -hmm. there's a lot of adhd happening here with (laughs) my life but (laughs) But within that, I mean, there's a lot that I'm like, okay, on Monday, I have to do these things on Tuesday, I do these things like there's, and I schedule things in advance, like I, I really do like to have things planned out. And some of that could also be trauma response, right? Yeah. Knowing that I grew up with a very unpredictable childhood. I like to have predictability in my life. But that also comes from rhythm. Right. wanting to have predictability so that I know what my rhythm is going to look like every day. So yeah, it's very, yeah, it's odd when you look at some of these things and you, you may also feel this way about stuff in your own chart that you see it and you're like, how the hell does that fit? <laughs> <laughs> but just yep. read about it. Just keep reading, keep learning, yep. keep seeing if you can identify where those things are because it will mm. all start to make sense. It is an ever evolving onion. 
you always peel back another layer and then you're like, oh, I thought I learned this already, but now it applies in a completely different way. Yep, exactly. Very odd. Yeah. It's very cool. So now we're going to talk about how we're the same and how we're different. Mm -hmm. So what I mentioned before in one of the last two episodes, I can't, I think it was the last one. I think it was episode four Mm -hmm. that we were talking about um, having channels and gates defined. And when you have a gate that's the other half is open, you tend to draw in people who carry that energy. So then you feel really at home working with people who have the energy that you don't have or who complete these electromagnetic channels, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where it gets really juicy for us because we complete things for each other. So you have 30 and we talked about, did we talk about 30 just a minute ago? Yeah. I feel like we did. I keep looking at my chart and I'm like, wait, which center is that in? <laughs> it's in the emotion center. Oh, okay. I I do not have 30. Oh, I lied. I have 30. So I'm looking at this chart, all my like messy notes. This was not the right one to work on because there's things missing. So I had to circle them and then that made it even more confusing. And then my handwriting is the tiniest. <laughs> So you can't even see. <laughs> yeah, the, my notes are a hot mess. Mine is always evolving as I learn new things. Okay, so we did talk about 30 and I was wrong. I actually have gate 30. That's desire. That's the one I was just talking about a minute ago because it is. Yeah, yeah. You do have desire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my kickers. <laughs> and then you have the other half, which is fantasy. And together mm. that creates recognition very interesting mm-hmm. i'm gonna look that up real quick because i don't know what that one means i've never done a chart with somebody who has that completed channel apparently <laughs> it's fine we're learning okay so this connects the emotional solar plexus to the root center there's a lot of sharing abstract thinking sensing and experiencing that comes with this gate and a hundred percent that describes like our friendship Mm -hmm. all of those things it is pressure because it's connected to the root there is a sense of pressure there with it the root gates always kind of carry that and then so for you you will feel the pressure and then from my side we'll make sense of it with emotions Mm. so we're synthesizing that together 41 will be the pressure and like intense feeling is the other half of it. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. I don't really know this one very well. I'm going to have to read about it some more, I guess. It's a lot of like making a decision and then tapping into the desire, which is like going real hard at something like full, full throttle, like straight into it. (laughs) Well, maybe that's why this podcast is a good idea because we have that. That yeah, connected gates and stuff, that channel. Maybe. <laughs> so you also have 38, mm-hmm. and I have the other half of that, which is 28. So 38 is the fighter. And this is a person who will fight for something, but also who knows when to let go. Mm-hmm. And the other half of that which is 28, is struggle. Oh, I have the gate of struggle? What? I didn't know that. 
Oh, no. I did know that. I just forgot that I had it. So this is a fear that life has no meaning or value. And I can tell you, I have wrestled with that a lot in my life. So the really cool thing about this is like, I carry that, that kind of like fear because this is in my conscious and unconscious. So it has two lines, two colors on that line. Yeah. And you have the other half of that, both in the conscious and unconscious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we have like a real strong channel there. And so mine is the fear that there's no meaning and yours is the intuitive knowing when to fight for something. Yeah. So together, like we'll make sense of those things. Like if you, if you are struggling with knowing what things to fight with, like if you're in the shadow of that and not really sure, then I can help you make sense of it by looking at which things have meaning and then vice versa. Like if I'm struggling with what things have meaning, you can help me make sense of what things I need to fight for. It's really cool. That makes total sense based on our past conversations. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> also, we complete, so I carry the 515, which is the channel of rhythm. We talked about that a little mm -hmm. bit earlier. You have gate five. So in this sense, this is where it gets into the weeds a little bit. And if this is confusing, just keep going. I promise it will make sense at some point. Because I carry the full channel and you only have half, mm -hmm. my energy will tend to dominate your energy. Okay. Yeah, that makes because sense. Because I have the full channel. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. But also, and Crystal knows this, I have always been open like if if i'm pushing you if i am being too intense because i know i have this in myself if i am too much for you at any point please tell me and i will make space for your energy to also be a part of the conversation because that mm -hmm. is important to me like i see this and i know this about our friendship and so i'm like listen i know that i am going to be very overpowering sometimes and it's okay to ask for what you need and I am happy to accommodate you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope yep. that makes sense. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think those are really the biggest ones that we carry. But our chart mm -hmm. together looks pretty cool. Really? Like there's a lot going on in this root center. <laughs> yeah. We only have two gates that are not defined in the root when we're together. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot, a lot of that tapping into the adrenaline pulse that's happening there yeah. but you naturally carry a lot of that mm -hmm. there's only i only have one that you don't have so you carry a lot of that burden i'm sorry oh it's fine <laughs> also you have 32 and 54 mm -hmm. oh that's the channel of transformation that's the yeah, one that you is. mentioned earlier yeah so i only have 54 so this is where you your energy will dominate my energy. Right. Because I have 54, which but is... But I have both conscious and subconscious and 54. Yeah. Yeah, and 54 is drive. So mm. while I am a very driven and passionate individual, you have more of that channel than I do. Mm -hmm. So then your drive will trump my drive. And again, like if that becomes something that's hard for me, I will tell you. Because yeah. I'm aware that this is a part of our friendship. So this is where it gets interesting, right? Like I mentioned earlier, once you become familiar with your own energy and your own chart, you're going to want to know about the people in your life. Yeah. You're going to want to know, like, when I'm in their presence, 
why do I feel this way? And when you start looking at these things and you look at a connection chart between the two of you, it will tell you the dominance channel. Mm -hmm. The dominance channel is the one, like I just mentioned, where like I have more of a part than you have, then my mm -hmm. energy is probably going to dominate yours a little bit. Or there may even be like power struggle within that because we're not right. aware of what's happening, right? Yeah. The other thing that's going to show up as a dominance channel is when I have a completed channel that you don't have. So in my chart, I have the channel of inspiration, which is gate one to gate eight. It connects the identity center to the throat. You don't have anything there. Nope. So my energy will for sure <laughs> come through. So this is a really good explanation of being in somebody else's aura for a long time. Like you may be feeling a lot of the traits of the inspiration channel. And then when we're apart, you're like, what, where did it go? Oh, where did it go? <laughs> Why can't I tap into this? And the same, like I have judgment. Mm -hmm. So we may look at things together and see how things can be improved and, you know, work on focusing on those things to make life easier for everyone and everybody happier. And then mm -hmm. when you're not with me, you'll feel like, where did it go? You yeah. carry the channel of maturation. Mm -hmm. I don't have that. So when we're together, I may like tap into your energy with that. And then when you're gone, that's the starting and finishing things. And then when you're not with me, I'm like, oh, why can't I make sense of any of this? Like, why can't I yeah. start or finish anything? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's kind of interesting. So there's a lot of energetics that are happening there. And yeah. I'm sure we'll revisit this at another point in oh. time. So, you know, like if if we get a bunch of questions about any of this, like I would love to hear what people have as far as questions. If you have experienced this in a different way, please send us an email. And we'll compile those. And when we have enough, we'll revisit this and talk about it again. But yeah, this kind of explains a lot about like dynamics and friendships. And the same thing happens with the transits. Like I was mentioning before, as we have planets moving through things, it's going to activate different parts of you. And so like right now, you may feel some really intense emotions mm -hmm. because the emotional center is defined for everyone. Mm -hmm. And then in a week, you're going to look back and be like, man, that was a weird week. Why was I so intense that week? <laughs> it's because you have planets that are activating things for you. Yeah, this last week was rough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the inspiration thing, it totally makes sense. And I, it kind of goes to, I think I mentioned this in the last, uh, one of the first maybe episodes, but I definitely have to talk things out. And I know like when we talk, you definitely give me things to think about and spark that inspiration. But I can't spark inspiration on my own. It always has to come from outside. So it makes sense. Yeah. Well, you just experience that energy differently because you don't have it defined, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it's just like a part of my being. So it's mm -hmm. always there. And honestly... Sometimes I have some really hard feelings <laughs> about <laughs> carrying these energies because I'm like, why do I have to feel this way all yeah. the time? Yeah. Like it's I have gate 11 and this is the one I always use as an example to explain to other people how it can be really frustrating sometimes to carry these energies. So 11 is the gate of ideas. And most people you can receive ideas, right? Like mm -hmm. just because you don't have it defined in your chart doesn't mean you can't access that energy. Mm -hmm. But because I do have it defined, 
I access it differently. So most people will take their little teacup and they'll walk down to the stream of inspiration. They'll fill up their little teacup, they take a sip, they get an idea and they go do their idea. For people like me who have this energy to find, we sit on the bank of the river and collect all this water in big old buckets. And then we sit there and we're like, I don't know what to do with all of this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it can be really intense. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. It can be be pretty stressful, but it's helpful for people like me. (laughs) So I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. Like when you when you start understanding this and you understand this about yourself, and then you understand that other people have access to these things and you start looking at the charts of the people who are very close to you you can see where you can make sense of things right Mm -hmm. so then also i have split definition which means my defined centers are not all connected to each other Mm. i have to talk to other people to connect those centers together so that I can synthesize my own energy, so that I yeah. can figure out how I work, I can make sense of the world, I can process what I got to process, but I can't do that alone unless there's a really favorable transit happening, right? Yeah. Right. But for you, you have a single definition. Your energetic centers that are activated are all connected to each other. And because you have this hermit line, you're able to sit by yourself, make sense of the world, and then come back out and do what you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. So as an example, we've talked about this before. Last year, there was something that happened in my life that I really needed to make some sense of, and I was stuck. I was really, really stuck and struggling, and I really could not make sense of what was happening. And I went to another friend, and I was talking to this friend, and she told me, I think that you already know what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you should just make your decision. And internally, I was like, I appreciate that you think I already know this. But I really can't make sense of it without talking to all of my people. And I I know who my friends are who complete these channels for me so that I can make sense of it. And I have to talk to each of them before I feel comfortable making a decision for myself. In a sense, like this kind of becomes an example of what having the fifth line is like as well, because she in that situation would have known exactly what she wanted. Mm-hmm. In that moment, she projected her own synthesis onto me. Mm-hmm. And I just have to know myself enough to know that's not me and I need more help than that. And it's okay. Right. Like it's going to happen because if you have a fifth line, it's just part of your energy. You you yeah. can feel really bad about it or you can learn yourself so that you don't have to feel bad about it later. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Like once you understand your own energy and you understand how you work, or if you're a projector, like you're going to get that 10 times what I experience in my life. You have to really become familiar with who you are as a person so that when somebody says something to you, you can say, yes, that's me. And that makes sense. Or you can do what I did and say, that sounds like you. I still need more clarification. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing against her. Like, I love her dearly and I would never be upset about the advice that she gave me because that's what I went to her for was to talk out and get advice. And so, yeah, it's it's even more reason why I think it's so valuable 
for people to have the information about themselves to understand themselves so that you can make sense of your own life. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. That totally resonates with something my partner and I were talking about yesterday because he kept saying, just do the thing. And I'm like, well, I need options. I can't just do yeah. the thing because I have to enjoy the thing and I need to know how I can do that. So give me some yeah. ideas. And that's how another way like him and I are different, but it totally jives with what you're saying. Like I like you can't just tell me to do it, do the thing like I'm I can't right. just do the thing. <laughs> well, but also you're a generator. You're not meant to work that way. Right. You're meant to be given options mm -hmm. and then to those options. Right. And yeah. when those options come through, you're meant to feel it in your gut and then make a decision with your gut, not your head. You're not meant to think about it. You're not meant to make it happen. You're meant to receive that stimulus and respond. Yeah. I am also meant to do that. So if anybody ever tells you, if you're a manifesting generator and somebody tells you that you can initiate, they're wrong. You are also meant to respond because you're a generator type first. Right. Just because you have the manifestor part in your name does not mean you can initiate things. And mm -hmm. I have had to learn that the hard way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> please just listen to my advice. Like, please just respond to the world. It's so much easier and so much less like emotionally draining. <laughs> well, and it, it's interesting, too, because I feel like like just knowing you so well, it seems like you do initiate a lot, but it probably comes from a place where you're given that somehow that I'm obviously not seeing. But from my perspective, it's like, dang, how can Sheena do all this stuff? Like she's just taking <laughs> everything and rolling with it. Like what the It heck? always comes from, I'm like real into, <laughs> I'm in the weeds real deep. I've got gate 61. So I'm super like into this world of woo i told my friend the other day i was like i own the rabbit holes over here like <laughs> i'm always going down them and like i know where they're gonna take me and yeah and all that stuff it shows up for me if i hear it three times from mm -hmm. other people then i'm like well now i have to look into it so that took me down a whole separate rabbit hole where i was reading dolores cannon's work and if you're not familiar she's incredible she um, was kind of the founder of the quantum hypnosis technique. Her work's phenomenal, and I'll let that speak for itself because I can't even encapsulate that. But I heard it once, and this was probably a year and a half ago. I heard it one time, and I was like, oh, I don't even know what that is. And it, it was like, I used to have this really huge fear of aliens, which is hilarious, but... I was terrified of them because I watched a lot of scary movies when I was little and most of those had to do with aliens. So I was super freaked out and terrified, like to the point that I couldn't watch movies as an adult with aliens in them. So wow. like real next level fear there. And then I was at the retreat that I helped facilitate a year ago. And I don't know now in retrospect, looking at it, that anyone said anything to me about Dolores Cannon. But I received a message somehow that I was supposed to start reading her work. And I thought that it was a friend of mine that was like, hey, have you heard of her? You need to read her book. But then when I asked the friend afterwards, she's like, I don't even know who that is. So somewhere in the conversation, 
I received that message and there's a reason I'm phrasing it the way that I am <laughs> because I don't know if anybody even said anything. I think yeah. maybe it just came through. I don't know. And then like a week later, I was having a conversation with another friend of mine that is a Reiki master and she was beginning her classes and she told me I've been listening to Dolores Cannon and I was like, that's the third time. So I was like, I guess I got to look her up and figure out what this is all about. And yeah. listening to her helped me overcome that fear that I had. Oh. So like a lot of the work that she does has to do with that world. Okay. So like I said, I'm not going to try to encapsulate it because it's way too big. Um, <laughs> I think everybody can do their own research into it and decide if I'm completely off my rocker. That's fine. But <laughs> But yeah, I ended up and that's that's how it shows up for me is like it'll show up three different times. And then I'm like, OK, like this has shown up repeatedly now. I have to pay attention to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's happened multiple times in the last couple of years where something has shown up. And then I'm like, OK, well, now I have to start paying attention to it. The job that I have right now, the company that I work for had a posting and it came to my inbox because I had signed up for job alerts. I was working as a freelancer. This was about six years ago. Um, I was working as a freelancer. I was working a contract job. It just wasn't enough. Like it wasn't consistent, right? And we've mm -hmm. already talked about how consistency is a big deal for me. Yeah. And I got this email in my inbox that this company I had applied to probably half a dozen times in like six months before that. Oh, wow. was hiring and it was for a job that I was like I don't know if I want that I don't know if that's the job for me right yeah. so I deleted it <laughs> the next day I got the email again and I deleted it and then I got the email the next day and I deleted it and this happened for a week wow. and then the next week on Monday I got the email again and I was like okay something's happening here like <laughs> why do i keep getting this same alert and it was only the one job it was there was mm. nothing else in there i mean if you if anybody is familiar with job hunting you know that like you usually get a list of like there's 20 new jobs under this category right mm -hmm. but it was just this one singular job and it kept coming through and so i finally was like oh i need to pay attention to this something mm. is trying to happen here Right. I was like, okay, I'm going to apply to this job. Right. So I send my application. And because I was in the world of graphic design at the time, when you send an application, you also have to send your portfolio of everything you've worked oh. on, like your okay. best work. Right. Yeah. So I have my portfolio put together and I just send it. And I'm like, okay, universe. I listened. I sent my, my application stop bugging me right like i was so annoyed <laughs> and then literally the end of that day i had an email from the hiring manager for this position that was like how soon can you come in and i was like i can come up tomorrow so i made plans worked it all out i left the next day from that interview with the hiring manager saying i wish i could hire you today Wow. And I was like, what is happening? Like, yeah. Oh my <laughs> it gosh. Was so bizarre because I was in a really weird space. I mean, that was, that was right around the time that I was trying to come off of antidepressants because I'd been on them for over a decade and they weren't working. And I was like, there's something else going on. Like, I just know it. Right. So this mm -hmm. is also 61 showing up in my life as like an internal knowing of something. 
yeah. that I can't explain that I was like, I just know that this is not the answer. I just know. Mm -hmm. And then that tenacity and that fierceness coming through gate 30 and being like, okay, I'm not letting this go. There's something else. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I, I took the job, ended up up there, still work for the same company. It's been almost six years and it's all because that kept showing up. Right. So, yep. so more than three times showing up, you need to know like, yeah. you gotta pay attention to those. Right. So well, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Once you start noticing those kind of things and you start paying attention to it. Now I'm at a place six years later where when I'm in the moment and things start happening, I know that I have the wisdom of 61 mm -hmm. to just know when something is right. Right. And or wrong, right? Yeah. Um, so like I'll be in a moment, I'll be like, wait a minute, like this feels different. This yeah. is big. So then I will try to really be present in that moment and really be there for whatever is taking place and knowing somehow that I can't explain, knowing that there's value and importance to that moment and just being there for that moment. And nine times out of 10, later on, it pays off. My future yeah. self is never ungrateful that right. I did that. My future self is always like, thank God that I listened to myself in that moment and was like, hey, perk your ears up because something's happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's weird. That's an amazing gift. I mean, that's just, awesome i i struggle with that a lot so uh, yeah that's really cool just become familiar with your own energy because you've got a lot of awesome stuff happening too well and i think for you yoga and meditation and your reiki practice help ground you in a way like help bring sure. you to that center of knowing and calm yeah. and clear mindedness yeah, I don't know if I'm ever clear minded, but <laughs> I spend a lot of time up there and I have a hard time. I mean, every time mm -hmm. I've ever gone to a Reiki session, the practitioner has told me I need to ground myself. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at that. Um, I do have a practice like I have a practice of yoga. I meditate. I do mm -hmm. Reiki for myself. I do breath work. I like to be present to work on other people. But it's mm -hmm. funny how when you're being present for someone else is different. And I think some of that comes from like the conditioning of the world that we live in, that we're taught you need to be there for other people. We're never yeah. taught to be there for yourself. Right. We're never taught that like, hey, you need to be whole in your moments. Right. Yeah. And I struggled with that for a long time. And around the same time that I went off of medication that I was on, I started thinking about it. And I was like, I really like my kids are getting older. And this was like six years ago, right? So my two kids would have been seven and 13. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, my kids are getting bigger. And I was really feeling the weight of all of that at the same time that I'm going through <laughs> coming off of medication. Right. And, and in the heat of that, I was just like, I need to be more present. Yeah. I was so like, I, I had been in the world of graphic design for a long time and freelancing and I had freelanced photography. Mm -hmm. And so I, every moment I was like, Oh, the light is perfect. I need a picture. Like, and I would take so many pictures and I, 
I'm grateful for it now because I do have a lot of pictures of my kids when they were little. But then I started focusing on presents and I stopped taking pictures. So now I have this huge gap <laughs> of time that I'm like, oh, crap, I should have taken more pictures while I was like of my kids just doing yeah. things in the day, yeah. you know, and yeah. like, like, oh, it might not be a big moment, but it's a moment. And I, yeah. and then wanting to hold on to those. So I started mm -hmm. paying more attention to that and tapping back into it, but I'm still not great at it because as far as I'm concerned, because I have such a hard time with the construct of time, like I mentioned before, right? the most valuable thing that I can give to someone else is my time, right? Yeah. Because I have such a hard time fitting all the things into the time that I have. It's the most valuable thing that I have to give. And you so, make time for everyone in your life. Like yes, you yes. made time for me yesterday when I called you out of the blue and talked to you for like 20 minutes. You know, you totally make time fine. for everyone and yeah. I appreciate it. You know, I love doing it too. And that's been huge. And I've really tapped into that in the last year, mm -hmm. just knowing that that time is the most valuable thing that I can exchange with another human. Focusing on that really puts you into a space of grounding yourself. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, no, I need to be present in my life. I need to stop ruminating. I need to stop being in my head. I don't make good decisions there. I just freak out. Like, really, yeah. <laughs> it's very anxiety inducing. And I'm not <sighs> interested in wasting my own time anymore because it is oh, so valuable. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I know that's way off topic, but it felt relevant. And I'm sure it, there's a reason that I'm sharing it. <laughs> it relates for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other questions about any of this human design stuff today before we wrap up? No, we covered a lot. And I, I learned new things as I always do. So no, yeah. I, I don't have <laughs> anything else to add. I think this okay. is great. Well, then that will conclude this episode next week next week next episode <laughs> episode six did we decide what we're talking about i think grief and loss or do we switch Ooh. it up yes next yeah. episode episode six will be about grief and loss and this is a very relevant topic because of the last week. Last week mm -hmm. was really hard with the transits like we were talking about. And it was also my dad's birthday and I lost mm -hmm. my dad in August. So we're right around, uh, it's a little over six months since he's been gone and his birthday was really hard for me. And I know because of my own experience with grief and loss throughout my life, I know that first year of getting through all the things is the hardest. Mm -hmm. So to be hitting that six month mark, but also still feeling all of these things, it feels like a good time to talk about it. And, you know, you have your own experiences with the same topic that I think are relevant and would mm -hmm. be good to share and talk about and kind of bond over these things. But you may want, you know, some tissues for that episode. And as we go into it, we'll, we'll put a trigger warning on that one because it could bring up some stuff for other people. So definitely yeah. yep. it'll be a good one though yeah i'm excited again going back to trauma bonding with people it's kind yeah. of a thing so <laughs> yeah, yeah makes sense <laughs> it helps me not feel so misunderstood all the time sure that makes yeah. sense. that's totally your pisces <laughs> oh the pisces energy i love it yep. <laughs> oh. 
Great. All right. We'll see you guys in the next episode. See you in the next one. Bye.